Welcome everyone to In The Loop. What is up everybody? My name is Michael Burpo. Thanks again for listening to In The Loop. This week I'm joined by Amanda from Nelson's Jewelry in Iowa and we're talking all about how to sell to gents. And that is the business strategies and techniques on the sales floor that go into moving jewelry and having men be interested in buying it. Amanda is very well versed in selling to gents and she's one of Inox's number one sellers and she does a really good job explaining what she does to sell to men that come to the store. It's a really fun talk, hopefully you learn a thing or two. It's something we're really passionate about around here. Selling to men is something that I think has enormous potential and I hope you learn a thing or two in listening. Thanks and enjoy. A special thank you to Inox for sponsoring this week's episode. You'll hear more about them later on the show. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Punchmark, the jewelry industry's favorite website platform. Whether you're looking for better e-commerce performance, business growth, or campaigns that drive traffic and sales, Punchmark's website and marketing services were made just for you. It's never too late to transform your business with a user-friendly, point-of-sale integrated website platform designed for growth and results. Sign up for your free trial demo at punchmark.com. This episode is brought to you by The Smithy Group, a digital growth agency that helps leaders and businesses dream bigger and achieve multi-generational integrity. Through insights and intelligence, digital marketing, and advertising solutions, we help businesses expand their reach, grow their revenue, and make an impact. TSG has helped hundreds of businesses surpass their goals and believe that whatever your business, whatever your story, we will make it matter to your audience. And now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Michael Burpo, and I'm joined by Amanda from Nelson Jewelry in Spencer, Iowa. How are you doing today, Amanda? I'm doing very well. It's a little chilly outside, but it's okay. Spring's coming. Spring is around the corner. That's what they tell me. So I was wondering, the reason why we're having you on is actually Sebastian from Inox Men's Jewelry put us in touch because he says that you guys are exceptional at selling jewelry to men. And I wanted to kind of pick your brain so that jewelers that are listening might have some ideas on what they should be improving on, what's worked for you, and so that maybe they can start diving into uh, selling to men as well. So I was wondering, how do you alter your kind of your sales process when selling to gents versus when you're selling to uh, women? Um, you know, you don't have to use a lot of the features and benefits when you're selling to men because they really don't care. About it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, they do. They, they want to know about the product, but they also just, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. So that's what the big difference is there for me. Women like to hear about the features and the benefits because they want to buy it for a reason. Mm. So talking about, for example, like the material or like the, or is that more about like the, I don't know, the warranty and, and financing information? Um, I think the material mostly. Everything is like leather are stainless steel and there's a lot of wood also. So all of those elements combined really make a really cool piece. Hmm. Because I know that Inox does this, but um, I think a lot of men's jewelry, it's coming in. Yeah. The different alternative metals, alternative materials in general. Do you find that that's 
really what you're selling or do you ever see men branching into uh, diamond jewelry or gold or precious metals or anything like that? Um, every now and then, yes. It's really cool actually when, when like a couple comes in and the guy really wants to look at diamond bands for himself. Mm. That doesn't happen very often anymore, but I think that guys are going back to the classic looks and the classic styles that once was. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Do you find that, um, what kind of vendors are you finding men are most interested in right now? Just for the people that are listening, if they want to kind of uh, stock up their inventory. Definitely Inox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. We have some rings from other vendors, um, but there's not a lot that we carry in rings from Inox, but mostly like bracelets and pendants and stuff like that. Um, chains. Chains are so huge. So that's what we can offer for people. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't quite gotten into the rings yet. I know they carry them and they carry all sorts of different um everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd like to branch out in even more of their items in. Now, are watches still as in style as they typically have been? Because for a really long time, I felt like the only thing that were being marketed to men was, you know, you got fancy watches, you got wedding bands. Uh, and that's kind of where it ended. Yes. So um, we do carry watches. I will not. I am a watch freak. <laughs> so oh, really? I, yes, I, I am not going to give up on watches. We carry Garmin watches right now. So, um, you know, compared to like a smartwatch. So that's what we have for that. But it is also another classic thing that is coming back. Um, I think people are getting tired of looking at their cell phones for the time or, mm-hmm. or their smartwatches and stuff. And they make a great gift. But I could talk about watches like all day. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. I find it fascinating because uh, watches seem to be one of the only um, kind of jewelry brands, jewelry vendors that are uh, marketed also directly to the consumer, and that some people might actually recognize the um, the names of. For example, you know, knowing Tag or knowing um, Rolex or or any of those, or I guess Fossil or, or Citizen, I find that people actually do recognize those names. I guess that's not true for pretty much any other type of jewelry. I mean, maybe engagement rings, but not really. Right. No, that's the thing is that people know brands. They know quality. You know, we carry Seiko. You can hear the name Seiko. You know that it's a quality watch line. Um, that's all they do. Like we have some watches that kind of mimic the very first Seiko watches that existed and they're they're pretty sweet. So guys like to class it up, I think. And um, a nice watch really, really does that. And you mentioned that you're in a little bit more of a blue collar area um, of Iowa. Can you tell me what that kind of sales process is like? Because I imagine that what people are buying in a blue collar area might be a little bit different than like, for example, in like a California or in a New York City kind of style of area. Um, How does that differ? Um, Big time. (laughs) Um, You know, these guys are they grew up working hard. Their dads and their grandfathers all put in so much time and so much energy in the farm life that they've built or businesses. There's so many businesses in this city that are family owned back generations, generations, this one here, we are a fifth generation jeweler. So, um, yeah, uh, it's just, I don't know, you know, that these guys work hard for their money and they're going to spend it where, they know they're going to get a quality product and they're going to get great customer service too. 
Yeah. And are they buying these things to be um, with the intention of them being, I guess, heirlooms or are they buying them purely for, I don't know, like an event? Uh, what, what's that buying process like? Um, diamonds, for sure. You know, that's one thing that we always say mm-hmm. that um, no matter what, you can make a diamond into an heirloom. We have um, actually in our bridal process, we have we used to have mostly non-live centers and we wanted all the guys to pick out their own diamonds. But we found that guys would rather just see the thing all together done and yeah. and walk with it. So um, that process has been kind of fun for us. But then again, when we do say that we love you to pick out the diamond because then you can create an heirloom, I think that kind of perks up their, their emotions a little bit. Like, oh yeah, we can pass this. It's hard to say, like, you know, these guys are like 25, say like, Okay, when you're old and gray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no one wants to think about, yeah, like taking apart uh, the piece of jewelry. It's like, I feel like that kind of almost loses the specialness of it when you're like, oh, if you wanted to resell this and it's like, why would I want to resell it? No, I don't, I, I don't know if I want to do that. Um, I guess another thing I was, you know, I'm also fascinated in like the process of trying to sell men's jewelry online. Are you guys doing any online sales and how does that differ than your indoor store? Well, we have a website. We have our Inox products and, and things online, but we don't have an online presence really. So we don't sell online. Um, mm. If somebody wants to buy something, we get um, a notification and we just talk, call them up and talk to them on the phone and finish mm. the process that way. Gotcha. So, um, but there is a lot of inquiries about Inox online and a lot of women looking for like, you know, they're either their sons or brothers or husbands, but a lot of men also themselves. So it's pretty cool. Definitely. Hang on. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with a little bit more about selling to gents. Thanks everybody. This episode is brought to you by Inox Men's Jewelry. Inox is the leading mid-price point jewelry collection, helping independent jewelers capitalize on the growing consumer demand for men's jewelry beyond just traditional wedding bands. All age groups, all lifestyles, and all styles and tastes are provided for any type of community. For this summer and every summer, make sure you're prepared for dads, grads, and groomsmen gifts. Inquire about becoming an authorized retailer at inox-us.com. That's inox, I-N-O-X hyphen U-S.com. See you there. Welcome back, everybody. I'm still talking with Amanda from Nelson Jewelry in Spencer, Iowa. Amanda, so tell me, you had mentioned that uh, you can kind of have a forward-looking indicator or you can start to predict your end-of-year sales based on uh, actually the growing season. Can you kind of explain that and how that looks? (laughs) Um, So... Our city is a town of 12,000 people, and we are the hub for all these little towns that are all around us. And any, like, we're not like a suburb of a bigger city. We are the big city. The big city. (laughs) All around us is all farmland. Um, It's all cultivated. And so it really does have to do with how the weather is all summer long. We pay attention to that if it's a rainy season or if it's a dry season. Um, And then, of course, during fall time when um, the crops are 
being harvested, you know, we really pay attention to that. And um, if if things are high, then we know that we're going to have a good fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. Is it so? Is it better when it's dry, or is it better when it's wet? Well, it, not too wet, because then it's then things don't uh, dry like they should, and harvest mm-hmm. is very difficult. Um, but you know, we like it to be just like Goldilocks, just right in the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just right. And how much does that actually impact uh, sales? Is that like um, a one or two percent or is that like 10, 15 percent? You know, it's probably not as big as 10 or 15 percent, I'd say, um, but maybe five to 10, honestly. Um, wow. You know, there was a year that crops were great. Livestock was selling great. And we had an incredible December. So this last year um, was the best year we've ever had in the history of our store. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we had a great crop year too. So, <laughs> Oh, man. Win-win. <laughs> we also heard that a lot of jewelry stores had a really great year. And uh, I think a lot of it is because kind of travel wasn't really open yet, but people did sort of uh, get their feet underneath them with the pandemic. So people had like a little bit of um, luxury money, you might call it, uh, willing to spend. And now suddenly they can't spend it on uh, traveling or on on experiences. So they instead they're going to the next best thing, which is um, which is luxury items. Exactly. Yep. Um, that is true. Um, one of my best favorite customers, she um, was supposed to go to Italy uh, two summers ago and instead bought herself a three carat diamond. This is is my Italy trip right on my finger. So yeah, people are staying home, but they're also like, I feel like people want to document this time in their lives just because it's such a historical thing. Um, So they are buying jewelry because it is a luxury and um, an heirloom type piece. Um, So I do think that the pandemic has helped us in some way. Yeah, no, I think that that's okay to say. I think that it had an impact on all areas of uh, of the business world. I think that I mean it's no secret. I mean, uh, Punchmark had a had an exceptional past two years because suddenly there's a focus on e-commerce and websites and things like that, as well as you know I know that brick and mortars you know had a tough year in 2020 and then suddenly they had a great year in 2021. So um, it kind of ebbs and flows, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And it's fun to stay for the ebb and flow and try to figure that out. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to always predict where things are heading and where yeah. things are going to go. Um, I guess that kind of ties in to, I love trying to predict the future of the jewelry industry because I feel like everybody is kind of uh, always waffling about it. Like, oh, this is going to be the next trend because of fashion, fashion trends. And no one really kind of puts themselves out there and, and says what they think the future is going to look like. I mean, I'll be honest. I think that men's jewelry. It's why we've done a bunch of episodes on selling to men, men's fashion, men's jewelry in general. And I think that it's going to become increasingly popular, mainly because you can see it in other sectors like uh, streetwear, like, you know, more expensive tech, tech items like iPhones or headphones or anything like that. However, do you have any predictions about where you think uh, the jewelry industry is heading and maybe fashion or just in general? Um, you know, I think that it's going to be great. I mean, I think people are, I think this generation that's coming up is so, they love to just like touch and feel. And I just think that that is a huge thing. Even just that small little thing is a, is a big deal when it comes to jewelry, um, the buying process and the selling process, because 
if you don't have it, then they can't see it. And um, but I think that the people that are that are you know in their twenties now, um, they like the classic. They like classic things. They like this classic style. Um, so I don't fear. I have no fear in the future of the, well, of just, the industry. There's enough so young people that are interested in it, and um, that's just so exciting to me. It's not going to go away. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so exciting to hear. I think. Um, I think that you're right. I think that it's uh, not going to go away, but I think. I think it is going to kind of change and morph, just like with everything. I think that there was a time when, you know, uh, jewelry was bigger. Um, like the pieces might have been a little bit more kind of glitzy glam. And now, and then there was like a time when everything was about being subtle or minimal. And now I think it's starting to get bigger and a little bit more overt too. It's like right in the middle of that. Yes, that transition back. Um, we have so many things in our store that are just so dainty and so sweet and so cute. But then we do have more statement pieces to kind of uh, have something here for everybody. You know, um, I love statement pieces, but I also just love little tiny like, I don't know, just cute little things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I totally agree. So one last question before we kind of wrap this up. I'm trying to get more jewelry stores to start to sell to men. That's kind of what this whole thing is about. How can we sell to gents? And it's such an underserved kind of demographic. I feel like 99% of the, of the jewelry store is selling around, uh, the engagement process or to, to women dressing up. And the last like 1%, it's just a couple of bracelets over in the corner and it's kind of underserved. As someone who's doing really well with that, do you have any tips or any, um, you know, words for the people that might be trying to get into selling to gents? Confidence. Sell confidently. There's hmm. don't ever question whether or not a man would wear a certain piece. Know that they would. That's has helped us a lot. Like just um, saying, yes, I sold this yesterday to a man in his 60s because mm. it's a classic looking chain style and he loved it. So like, um, I don't know that uh, if that answers the question or not. No, that definitely does. <laughs> Do you find that they're more willing to um, to wear something if they know someone else is, has already yeah. purchased it? Is that it? I think so. Yes. Yes. Wow. They feel comfortable. They're not like, oh, I'm not going to be the only guy. But see, these guys that work all day long, they make all this money to spend it on the weekends. So they have a great time. They go out with their girlfriends or wives and treat them well. So um, they want to look nice. So... And today with social media, the way it is, it's kind of hard not to. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Wow. So everybody, if you guys are trying to get into um, to selling the gents, I definitely think uh, that's a really good tip telling people that, you know, hey, this is the style. This is the current tip. So um, Amanda, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you uh, coming on here and sharing your your secrets. That's, a, that's really course. amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. I had a great time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back uh, next week, Tuesday, with more episodes. Very special thank you to Inox for making this happen. It's, uh, you know, without them, we w I wouldn't have been able to connect with Amanda. Uh, so special thanks to them. And we'll be back next week. Thanks again, everybody. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, remember to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and try subscribing on Spotify. It really helps us grow. New episodes in your subscription box every Tuesday. Thanks again. Talk to you next week.